Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network, going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, and uh, Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three locations across the mid-state at Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. All right, so um, we're going to have a big-time show today because ESPN.com had their top 50 free agents come out uh, yesterday. Well, I guess their top 50 free agents came out a few weeks ago. Jack and I had a conversation about who we thought would be a great fit for the Tennessee Titans on those top 50. Now we will discuss uh, uh, the best free agent fits uh, from ESPN as they match these top 50 free agents with who they think the best fit would be for a team, whether their original team or whether a new team in free agency. I do want to say this, though. Before we dive into it, we've done something at A to Z Sports this this offseason that we've never done before. It's, it was a long project, a heavy lift project, but I think it's turned out really well. And so what it is is for free agency, A to Z Sports has contracted out Josh Kipo, who is a really smart salary cap guy covering the NFL, and we have put together our own list of top 105 free agent contract projections. So it's listed of free agent contract projections of what 105 players would be worth on the open market. And so you can go to our homepage at a to z sports.com. You scroll down a bit. There's a section called trending. It's pinned right there. So keep that and bookmark that because that's something that uh, we've been proud of and done a lot of work with. So 105 free agent contract projections for uh, upcoming free agents in the NFL. Now, some of those guys are going to get franchise tagged. Some of them will get re-signed by the original teams, but there are some former Titans on there too, but top 105 free agent contract projections. So I, I did want to promote that because that's something that I think we're, we're pretty proud of all the work that went into it. Well, it's something that for free agency is essential. Uh, I think it's very common for, you know, NFL fans, you hear the idea of, oh, this guy's a free agent. That guy's a free agent. What He, he could come to my team. And the initial thought is, oh, that's great, but what would it cost? Uh, that yeah. seems to be something that is like popular, right? Is uh, I like the idea, but what what exactly would it cost my team? So if you have an idea for a free agent fit for your Titans, uh, go ahead and go to that list that you mentioned because it tells you what it would cost. It tells you what how many years it might be. It tells you what the terms of the contract might be. And so now you can start building what exactly can my team afford when it comes to free agency um, and where the best way to use those resources is. It, it's yeah. a great essential resource uh, with free agency coming down the pipeline. Yep. So a to Z sports.com. That's our homepage. And you scroll down a second and it's right there pinned. I'm going to keep that thing pinned on the homepage for the entirety of the off season to make it easier to find for you guys. So yeah, Kirk Cousins is number one. 
because he's a quarterback who's a pending free agent who's going to make a lot of money somewhere. I don't know where, but uh, it's all organized by uh, annual average value of salary. So that's how that works. All right. Well, let's dive into ESPN.com's best free agent fits for uh, their top 50 free agents. And two players have Tennessee Titans listed as their best fit, Sam. So we'll talk through them one by one. We'll start with a connection that makes a lot of sense. A Cincinnati Bengal who has been around Brian Callahan for the last several years and has had success with the Bengals. Uh, and now maybe this uh, potential free agent could be following Brian Callahan from Cincinnati to the Tennessee Titans. The The first fit we'll talk about from ESPN is Bengals cornerback Chidobi Awuzie. Best fit Tennessee Titans. He is the 29th overall free agent ranked by ESPN.com. The Titans need some veteran help in the secondary as they allow the league's third worst completion percentage for opponents at 67.8%. And at six foot, 200 pounds, Awuzie is not only a has the man coverage skills to challenge the perimeter, but also the fluid movement traits and closing speed to play off the ball in zone schemes. This is a solid fit for new defensive coordinator, Denard Wilson. Wouzier didn't have a, uh, an interception in 2023 with Cincinnati, but he did make 57 tackles and force a fumble. And it is worth noting that Wouzier is coming last year. He was coming off of an ACL injury. So 57 tackles and a forced fumble the year after an ACL injury could have him primed for an even bigger 2024. So Sam, what's your initial reaction on a, a, a Chidobi Awuzie being a potential free agency fit for the Tennessee Titans at cornerback? Yeah, it feels like a no brainer to me, to be honest with you. Like this one just, it, it just makes sense. Uh, obviously it's in the little nugget there below, but the, the need at cornerback is real uh, and it's real with veterans. Like they need some experience back there. Uh, and they need some guys who can cover. They don't have Sean Murphy Bunting coming back. They don't have Christian Fulton coming back. Elijah Molden may or may not end up being a cut candidate that could potentially happen, right? So we're looking at uh, a secondary right now that has Roger McCreary, Amani Hooker as a safety, and not a whole lot else outside of some undrafted free agents like Eric Gehrer and Trey Avery. The Titans need experience back there. And so while Awuzie is not your ball hawk, he's not your four or five interception type of corner. He is an experienced corner that, as it notes, can play man coverage for a Denard Wilson defense that is going to be bringing a lot of pressure, a lot of heat at quarterbacks, forcing them to get rid of the ball quickly. You need to be able to play and press man. I think Awuzie can do that adequately. He wouldn't cost top dollar. This just feels like a very natural, very strong fit for me. And both Brian Callahan and Denard Wilson, very familiar with him. I mean, Denard Wilson has coached against him, probably yeah. done a lot of opposition research on him over the last few years as well. So um, good point. Uh, I, I really like this. This I have no notes, no problems. Uh, would be curious to see what the contract projection is oh, on yeah. uh, uh, Cheetah Bay Awuzie. Because this feels like it makes sense on paper. The question is, does it fit into your budget in a way that also makes sense? Oh, it absolutely would. So I'm, I'm reading literally from that list um, on A2DSports.com, the top 105 free agent contract projections. And again, this is, I think, the interesting thing between this. So goes, I'll show the graphic right here. ESPN has a Wuzier ranked 
as the 29th best available free agent going into the offseason. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, Josh Kipo, uh, for our contract projections, has Tujobi Awuzie as the 43rd highest contract projection for free agents. And so quarterbacks get shoved to the top of the contract projection list uh, a lot higher than they would be on a overall player ranking list because of the positional value, as we obviously know. But the contract projection for Awuzie is a projected just a one-year contract for $8.5 million, all of it guaranteed, but just a one a year one cap hit of $2.9 million. So this would be very similar to what the Tennessee Titans did with Sean Murphy bunting this past year, but more expensive. And so for Chidobe Awuzie, why is it a one-year contract? It's because he's coming off of a year where he was returning from the ACL in 2022. Uh, he was... Uh, you know, kind of had a, a role rele uh, relegated a little bit to a part-time role in 2023, but he had a really good finish to the season as a starter coming off of that ACL. So it's a one-year type of deal for 8.5 million. So better than what you, more money than what you gave Sean Murphy bunting, but you know, you can get out of it. It's not going to be anything you're risking on. So it's super low risk with just a $3 million cap hit in the first year for a guy that's got a prove it type of deal to have a high upside for what uh Awuzie could be as value for a role on this team. So that's that's a very good signing if that's something that Awuzie would be down to sign for. Yeah, my only I guess my only slight gripe with that is a one-year contract puts you in a spot where you're kind of in like the same issue next offseason, right? Like it, even if Chidobie Ouzie comes in, has a very good season for you, and now he's a free agent, going to go somewhere else and get another contract, like you're looking at another secondary that needs to fill in gaps around Roger McCreary. And uh, so if you can make it a two-year deal, I think I would like that a little bit more. I think that makes a little bit more sense. <clears throat> Regardless, though, you have to make an addition at this position. And, and I mean, he's probably the CB2 it, on the free agent market. I mean, Legereus Sneed and then Chidabe Awuzie, Jalen well, like not going to yeah. get to free agency. Uh, he's not even a free agent, really. Um, well, I mean, Sneed also might not get there either. Right? I, like, we I, have think, to, I think Johnson, the franchise tag window just opened and it's through March 5th. So we've got basically you know, two full weeks to figure out who actually will make it to the open market. It Jadobia Wuzier is going to make it to the open market. So this is something yeah. that the Titans could absolutely do. Yeah. Jalen Johnson is guaranteed going to get a franchise tag, if not a big extension in the next couple of weeks. I don't know necessarily if Snead is a franchise tag candidate uh, or where that, that one I feel like is more of a coin toss, but out of the guys who are actually going to get to, um, free agency. He's one of those top names, at least in the top two. Um, and so I, I think this makes all the sense in the world, but like I said, give me a two or three year deal. Give me maybe that like, Hey, if it's eight and a half million or whatever, that's a pretty good, uh, yearly salary for a Wuzier. I, I don't think he's going to complain about that. So maybe that first year is guaranteed. The Titans have an option into a second year or a third year or whatever it is. Um, and he can play his way into more money. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't d deny that. So I, I'm looking, uh, it looks like Sneed 
is uh, a $16 million average per year type of guy. And, you know, are the uh, Chiefs willing to put the, the, the franchise tag there? And Jalen Johnson is a high likelihood for a franchise tag as uh, we have on A to Z sports.com and our top 105 uh, contract projections. For Jalen Johnson's not going to be a free agent. That's yeah. Uh, and and uh, yeah, his projected contract is four years, 80 mil and, and a clean 20 per year if he's extended, but a high likelihood for a franchise tag there for Jalen Johnson in Chicago. So I think a the point overall is Ouzier is a really solid option for the Titans to add a cornerback who has legitimate experience, a good veteran who's got familiarity with the head coach. And you mentioned Denard Wilson's coached against him a couple times uh, over the last few years and knows him, could know him fairly well from that crossover tape. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the second player on this list. ESPN's top 50 free agents and two of them that fit for the Tennessee Titans. But first I want to tell you guys about our brand new partner that we have for this draft season. It is factor. We've got a lot of A to Z sports film room coming out, uh, content coming out over the next couple of weeks. And uh, the combine is next week. And factor is going to help out our draft crew and you and I, Sam and Jack a little bit with making our draft season a little bit easier with the best nutritious, fast and easy, ready to go meals from factor and what they provide uh, with their delicious ready to eat meals that make it easier and better every day. Two minute meals fuel up fast uh, with factors, restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are snacks, smoothies, and more factors. The perfect solution you're looking for, for that upscale option. That's done easily. It's no prep, no mess. They're hundred percent ready to heat and eat to make it easy for you. And I know we've got our boxes coming this week. James Foster has his, and so does Jack have our meals from factor coming this week. And I'm excited to dive into it. All, tons of different uh, options when it comes to your, your plan and what you want to eat. Sam, you mentioned the keto option is what you picked. I picked the vegetarian option, obviously as I've been vegetarian. So they got plenty of options for anybody. So here's the big deal. You can head to factormeals.com slash ATOZ50 and use code ATOZ50 to get 50% off. That's code ATOZ50 at factormeals.com slash ATOZ50 to get 50% off your first order with Factor. So big deal right there, Sam. And I'm excited to dive into our meals when they get here. So number two on this list, I'll let you take, take everybody through it. Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, now has been with the Cardinals as the second fit for the Tennessee Titans in ESPN.com's top 50 free agent fits. Yeah, from ESPN here, Brown would add a different element to the Titans receiving room because of his vertical stretchability and open field speed. Uh, after the catch on inbreakers, Brown has 28 touchdowns in his career, only had four of them last year with 10 of them coming on throws of 20 or more air yards. In Brian Callahan's offense, he works with Hopkins, Burks, and Will Levis uh, to give them a versatile group of pass catchers. So Hollywood Brown may not be the guy that Titans fans are all clamoring over right now, but I do think it's interesting uh, to look at his skill set compared to what the Titans already have in the receiving room as more of a vertical threat and more of a guy who could go and get that deep ball. We saw the success Will Levis had on throwing deep passes to Chris Moore and NWI and uh, everybody he could find deep down the field 
Well, does adding a vertical speed threat like Hollywood Brown to the Titans offense uh, add an element that would create a lot more explosive plays? It's also worth noting, right? Hollywood Brown has played alongside DeAndre Hopkins in the same offense as DeAndre right. Hopkins. So these are two guys that uh, were together in Arizona before Hopkins came over to Tennessee. I don't know if it's the the T. Higgins or Brandon Ayuk, but Hollywood Brown is certainly an upgrade for the Titans in the receiving room if he is the addition that comes in free agency. Huh, this is uh, interesting because I see some some comments in the chat. There's a lot of negative ones. So let's just go ahead and ask our question, our first question. We've got a couple questions for Hollywood Brown. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down? on Hollywood Brown being the Titans' main free agent wide receiver signing. He thumbs up or thumbs down on Hollywood Brown being the Titans' main free agent wide receiver signing. I, you know, the looks of it early, Sam, not a lot of Hollywood Brown fans uh, in the chat this morning on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, it, it's a tough question. And as they come in here, let's see, we got Dre base going thumbs up. Justin says thumbs up. Joe is thumbs down. Corey is thumbs down. Guy is thumbs up. David down. Brian down. Darren down. Malachi down. Raz is thumbs up. Lou man's thumbs down. Thumbs down from Mark, from Scott, from Billy, from Brandon, from Richie, from Ed, from Mac, from Albert. Uh, Bucks Burner says, if it's the main, it's a bunch of thumbs downs. Uh, Jared says, thumbs down. Stanley says, up. Phil says, up. Uh, thumbs down from T. Bullard, from Jason, from Jonathan, from Patrick. Jonathan is in. Ronnie is in. It is a tough one, Austin. Uh, I, I, I could honestly be convinced either way, I think, about whether or not I'm thumbs up or thumbs down, because I do think Titans fans need to look at things somewhat realistically and understand that Hollywood Brown is about as good of a free agent wide receiver as is typically available in free agency. Uh, I mean, outside of Brandon Ayuk or T Higgins, uh, one, by the way, Brandon Ayuk, not a free agent, uh, but outside of some of those big names, the Michael Pittman Juniors, these guys who are likely to be franchise tagged or extended or require a large trade, um, what exactly is the expectation from a free agent wide receiver? Because I would rather have Hollywood Brown than Tyler Boyd. I would rather have Hollywood Brown than Darnell Mooney, probably. So, I'm, I mean, if you're looking at the guys who are free agents and going to be getting to free agency, I think it might lean towards thumbs up for me. As the main free agent. As the main free Why agent addition, yeah. So that means thumbs up. So uh, like I'm just gonna go through the the main wide receivers yeah, that, go ahead. that would be the Titans not getting or not attempting, not whatever, however that would work out. Mike Evans uh, is probably the biggest name as a pending free agent receiver. I don't think the Titans should be in play for Mike Evans at this point uh, from a skill set basis and a cost uh, situation. Plus, you know, he probably wants to win. T. Higgins, we've been over this a million times. They're going to franchise tag him. And I don't necessarily think that uh, the Titans should trade and uh, for T. Higgins in a tag and trade situation. That would be very costly there. 
Then you have Michael Pittman. I think he's probably going to be franchise tagged as well uh, in, in Indianapolis. They have plenty of cap space to do that, to figure it out long-term. Then you're looking at Calvin Ridley. I think he is a franchise tag candidate in Jacksonville. And honestly, I'm not that high on Calvin Ridley. Like he's, he's pretty, he's shiny. He's very fast, but I don't think Calvin Ridley's like the next I level guy. Calvin Ridley before Hollywood Brown. Just I, I don't think Calvin Ridley is going to be worth the money that he's going to get in the free agent market. I think Calvin Ridley has true, some- but none of these guys are like, let's be real about free agency. And especially after you add a guy like Higgins and Pittman and some of these guys as, as getting franchise tagged, there are more teams than the Titans that need to add a wide receiver in free agency. And people are going to end up overpaying for them. It's what happens every year. So I, I think if you're looking, if you are a fan looking for the Titans to add a, a significant free agent wide receiver, you need to go into it expecting them to grossly overpay for the that player's services. That's what happens. Yeah, I just don't think – I don't think Ridley – I think there's holes in his game when it comes to his approach to, and this is something in Jacksonville that he didn't, it didn't really click in Jacksonville. I know he missed the year because of a suspension. There is a, uh, here's your sign type of thing of like, you only get suspended for betting on NFL games uh, for not being the smartest tool in the, or the sharpest tool in the shed. I, I don't think Calvin Ridley has down the nuances and the intricacies of playing the wider super position. And the guy is also 29 years old as well. So, um, there's that, my thoughts on Calvin Ridley. I'm definitely a no-go on uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Gabe Davis does not super intrigue me either. I like Gabe Davis too. <clears throat> I do like Gabe Davis. I, I just, like, I don't necessarily think, and we'll kind of get into it with our next question as well, but, uh, but I, I don't necessarily think the Titans need to add a number one wide receiver for me to be happy with the receiving core this in free agency in free agency i I guess we need to get into our next question because i got more thoughts on hollywood brown that i i like i need to be able to lay this complete argument out but i'm i'm trying not to get into something that so i I want you i'm going to restate the the first question because i haven't answered yet thumbs up or thumbs down on hollywood brown being the main free agent wide receiver signing the titans make thumbs up or thumbs down my ultimate thing is i you're just sure Uh, like I'm not gonna, I'm not jumping for joy. I'm not disproving. I think it's adequate. I think there are a so that's a thumbs up in- answer. You're not, you're not like two thumbs up. You're, yeah, but th- I mean, you're there, there are a number up. of wide receivers in this free agent class that I'd give the Titans a thumbs up for bringing in because it's similar to cornerback. They need to make an addition. I, I don't necessarily think it needs to be the top market guy for me to be happy with the addition. So I would give it a a thumbs up, not two. But just just kind of one, just a all right. Looks good. I I agree. I agree. I think I would be okay and thumbs up. I would give my thumbs up of approval if Hollywood Brown is the biggest free agent wide receiver signing the Titans make. Now they can bring back Chris Moore. I think they should. I, I like the idea of Chris Moore coming back. NWI. I think you can either bring back Chris Moore or NWI, but definitely not both. And so now you're putting together a piece. So I am thumbs up on it just like you are. I'm definitely not thumbs down on it. So let, let, let's let this transition into our next question. Would signing Hollywood Brown eliminate the Titans from drafting a wide receiver in the first round? 
That's our next part of the discussion as we're discussing this. So ESPN.com and their top 50 uh, free agents. Again, Hollywood Brown is ranked the 28th, uh, the 28th best free agent available on ESPN.com uh, right there for uh, that in a, in a good fit. So he's a higher ranked free agent than Chidobia Wuzie, which I, I do think is interesting, but 28th overall best free agent would signing Hollywood Brown take the Titans out of drafting a wide receiver at seven overall. We'll get to all of your comments, but first we'll tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. That is the website where you should go to get started to get your quote on a brand new health plan to benefit you or benefit your family. Regardless of your situation, Farm Bureau Health Plans has invested in the state of Tennessee for 76 years going. That means they know how to treat us uh, as Tennesseans. They know what we look at, what we need to have how to look out for us, and how to set us up to have the best health plan possible for our specific situation, whether you're single, independent contractor, maybe you uh, need that full coverage. Maybe you have a growing family and you need to make sure you have the reliability of a safety net with your health plan, and that's where Farm Bureau Health Plans specializes too. Maybe you're uh, empty nested with you and your spouse, and you need that next level, that next stage of health plan Farm Bureau Health Plans, brilliant when it comes to that as well. So get a quote by going to check them out online at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. It's ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Make that first deposit and first wager, and even if you lose, the money is back into your account in the form of a bonus bet with a second chance to win big. That is what makes BetMGM the king of sportsbooks with my favorite betting time of the year. March Madness coming around the corner here. So uh, get with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, we asked the question, and we thumbs up or thumbs down on the Titans making Hollywood Brown the main free agent wide receiver signing. Both of us are a thumbs up, not like an overly like thrilled, enthusiastic thumbs up, but we're thumbs up on that. So our follow-up question and topic to it is, would signing Hollywood Brown eliminate the Titans from taking a wide receiver in the first round of the NFL draft? So I will let you go to the chat to see what people are answering with this one. And by the way, we need way more likes on the show. Like we, Facebook, way more. You, guys are, way more. you guys are way behind on in the like department. Only 43 likes on Facebook. That's ridiculous. There's like three to four times more people watching right now on Facebook than, than that. And also uh, YouTube uh, that 57, that's even worse. That's even worse of a performance than what Facebook's got going on. So we need way more hey, likes on the show. I'm I'm down from now on Wednesdays and Fridays when we're on the show together, Austin, we just, we got to do a little YouTube versus Facebook rivalry because I see the chat going at each other sometimes and being like, Hey, YouTube, YouTube, Hey, Facebook watchers, unite. YouTube watchers, unite. Let's see who likes the show more. Let's see yeah. Let's see who likes the show more. Let's Let's do it that way. I'm down with that. All right. Uh, as the likes are now starting to roll in, that's good. It's good. Uh, Sam, go to the comments and uh, see what they're saying about does the potential of Hollywood Brown in free agency eliminate the Titans from drafting receiver in the first round? What's everybody saying there? Devin says no. Mark says nope. Jack says no. David says no. Guy says probably. Dre Bay says it shouldn't. Clayton says absolutely not. Absolutely not, says Steven. 
Kyle's no. Richie's no. Ed is yes. Uh, Mark is no. Linwood is no. We got a heck no. We got a heck no. We got a uh, yes out of Chandler. Absolutely not, says King VZ. We got a no, says Top Tier. No from Darren. Yes from Ronnie. Uh, no, because doesn't he have a slight injury history is what John uh, says. And Hollywood Brown does have a bit of an injury history, mainly 2022 was the year he missed some time with an injury. Corey says 100%. Kenneth says uh, yes. Ashley says they shouldn't take one anyway. <laughs> they should not take a wide receiver in the first round regardless. Uh, Billy says yes. Bucks Burner says no. Satow says yes. We got a no from Frankie and MB. We got a no. Go get neighbors, says Sensei. Borks thinks no. So most people are saying no right now, uh, whether or not this takes them out of the running for a first-round wide receiver. So let's ask the question one more time here. All right. Would signing Hollywood Brown eliminate the Titans from drafting a wide receiver in the first round at seventh overall? So, Sam, yes. are you a yes? Yes. He does? Yes. Easily. There, there, I don't, I, there's not a world where they sign – any free agent wide receiver in my eyes that is like a substantial addition that is not an NWI Chris Moore type of thing. Like if they sign Gabe Davis, they're out of the first round wide receiver market. If they're, if they sign Hollywood Brown, they're out of the wide receiver market. Uh, I, I there's your cutoff. Like where, who's your wide receiver? Anybody who's cutoff. a two, anybody who's a two in the receiving world. I, I mean, you, if you're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round at number seven overall, you're adding a Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze or somebody of that caliber to this offense. You're not spending your free agent budget to add another receiver. You're going in with Hopkins, Neighbors, Traylon Burks, and filling out the rest uh, as maybe it's a bringing NWI back. Maybe it's bringing a Chris Moore back. So unless the guy that they add is a legitimate number four, like, yeah, it takes them out of the market uh, to draft one in the first round. Maybe you draft one in the third round, sure, but or I guess they don't have a third round pick. No. Fourth round, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so I'm gonna I'm we're gonna find this 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 separation point. Tyler Boyd. If the Titans sign Tyler Boyd in free agency, They're does not, that eliminate? Yes, that eliminates them from taking okay. a receiver in my eyes. All right, that's fine. Uh, the obvious ones are T Higgins, Gabe Davis, Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman Jr. And Mike, Mike Evans. Those are, those are yep. fairly obvious, right? <clears throat> so I'm going to go through, uh, what about Rashid Shahid out of new Orleans, 719 yards, five touchdowns last season. He's 25 years old. Does that remove the Titans from first round wide receiver? Probably. I think you could probably go either way. Cause Shahid is kind of a one trick pony, uh, as far as like, he's a deep threat and that's about what, it. And, and Hollywood Brown ain't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a little bit less than Rashid Shahid. I mean, uh, Shahid had 200 more, uh, well, 150 more yards than Hollywood Brown and, and more touchdowns last year in 15 games with New Orleans. Hollywood but, played 14. Uh, it's years. just, it's the style of receiver to me a little bit where Rashid Shahid is, uh, I, I mean, I, I lean towards saying, yes, it still takes them out uh, of drafting a first, first round receiver. Okay. I'm going to find where you say no. I'm going to find the no. It doesn't eliminate. Yeah. Uh, Noah Brown, 567 yards, two touchdowns with Houston last year, 28 years old. In just 10 uh, games. Just 10 games. So he was on pace for like an 800, 900 yard season if he played all 17. 
I'm on the fence there. Probably uh, no, I would say. I would lean no. Maybe no. Josh, Josh Reynolds. That's Josh that's Reynolds. a cutoff to me. Josh Reynolds is definitely a cutoff. You can you can sign Josh Reynolds and still draft a wide receiver in the first round because I think Josh Reynolds is a a specific role type of wide receiver. You use him on uh, specific packages, but not all the time. And uh, you use Hollywood Brown all the time. Okay. All right. So I, I, I think we've, we found, and look, I doubt the Titans are going to bring back Josh Reynolds, although no. Josh yeah. Reynolds was here under John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, where things clearly did not work out from a personality standpoint with that group. I, I think uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, would have a better time in Nashville with the new regime. Look, this is where I go back and forth on like, this is why I was hesitant to give you a thumbs up on Hollywood Brown, because I do genuinely believe it. It's an, an unrealistic scenario for the Titans to spend money on Hollywood Brown and then go use their first round pick on a wide receiver. Um, and for my money, maybe this is a hot take. I'd rather draft one at seven than sign one in free agency. Uh, I, I think finding an elite receiving talent on a rookie contract that could be with Will Levis for five years, four years, or whatever it ends up being, um, is more valuable to the Titans than trying to do some patchwork with veterans. So I'd be satisfied if they rolled into Like, I don't think your receiving core is a problem if you roll into the next season with Traylon Burks, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and then some role players in the core. I, like I, a I fourth don't, round rookie or something. Yeah, I, I don't look at that group and say, oh, this is a, a detriment to the football team. Um, but I also don't look at it as a group that's a strength and has some long-term growth, like value, any long-term value whatsoever. So for, for my money, I'd rather go and take one at seven. That is the point that I've asserted on the show before, that I think going with wide receiver at seven from where they sit right now might be the smarter move for the Titans moving forward. Um, so I'm hesitant to just be like, yes, thumbs up. But I think it's fine. I, I just think uh, if you add a competent number two receiver, now there's less of a demanding need to go and add that receiver at seven, you probably are able to go See, offensive tackle. I actually think that draft or signing Hollywood Brown does not eliminate the Titans from taking a wide receiver at seven. I think it's the right level free agent wide receiver to pair with a bona fide stud at number seven overall. If you're going to go that direction you're right now, pairing you have Deandre Hopkins. Yeah, I know for one more year. And so Hollywood Brown is going to be more expensive than I, any. Rookie I guess like, Austin, the question though, that I think you have to ask yourself and maybe your answer is yes, is are the Titans in a spot right now where you think it's realistic that they just cut Traylon Burks out of their offense? Because if I, I you're think looking at drafting a guy at seven, right? You, you can sell me on that. Malik neighbors is your, is your ex, right? Maybe you move DeAndre Hopkins into the slot more often. Hollywood Brown is, is in that grouping as well. And so you're looking at, Hey, Malik neighbors, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, you're, you're giving up on Traylon Burks at that point. And so I just think you need, like, that's where I'm asking myself the question. Do I think it's realistic that Brian Callahan and the Titans are coming in and giving up on Traylon Burks? 
I don't believe that they're there yet. And so I don't think they're giving up. I don't think they're giving up on Traylon Burks either at all. I don't, uh, but I I do think that if you make him the number four, you already have. I mean, no, I I mean, it would just be a, it would be the best fourth wide receiver in the, in the league. If that was, if he lived up to something, your first round wide receiver from two years ago, moving to fourth on the depth chart is not giving up on him. it's a sucky situation, but like, what, what, what are you, what are you going to roll the die? You're going to, you're going to you know, put Traylon Burks and say, I'm going to go to war. I'm going to put my reputation on Traylon Burks. No, well, not I, at all. I mean, I don't think Traylon yeah, Burks I, as the number three option in the Titans offense is going to like. So again, way the point. Ryan Callahan's right, reputation. So, here, so Sam, just to, to finish my point here, Hollywood Brown and a free agent signing, I'm thumbs up on. I think drafting neighbors or Dunze at seven to go along with DeAndre Hopkins for one more year and Hollywood Brown for, let's say, three years, right? Now you're building long-term future because the odds are Traylon Burks is gone within the next two years. Sure. He is not going to get a, 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 a fifth-year option picked up. Nope. And he's probably not going to be back. So now I'm with Will Levis. I've got D hop for one year for to bridge the gap into the long-term future. And now I've got my speedster who's still just 26 years old in Hollywood Brown for the next three years. And now I've got my seventh overall pick dude that I'm going to ride with to be my number one Hollywood Brown, be my number two in the future. And Will Levis's third year. If D hop is now gone. I, that's that's how I'm viewing this. And so I think Hollywood Brown is your number two, right? D-Hop is your number one for 2024. And the seventh overall pick is going to emerge and is not going to have immediate pressure to be the dude in week one or for the month of September. And now you've got your number one and number two and number seven overall in Hollywood Brown in 2025, 2026 with Will Levis moving forward. That is how I view. I would be in on that scenario. Here's some of the problems I have uh, with that scenario. Number one is I believe whoever you draft at number seven overall is going to be a stud. Like, I I think that guy, like, especially Malik Neighbors, I'm all the way in on as a future star in the National Football League. Uh, I think he comes in and has an immediate impact. You've already made it a point to target DeAndre Hopkins a ton in your offense. If you're adding Malik Neighbors, he's taking a ton of targets as well. The role of Hollywood Brown then in that group is minimized to such an extreme that I don't necessarily believe the value of paying him is there. As far as the long term of like, oh, maybe it's a three-year fit that can be here after DeAndre Hopkins is gone. You can probably find a Hollywood Brown just about any offseason. Yeah, uh, or he's a Hollywood got, Brown yeah, He's got player. track speed. I mean, could I get just the Will Levis has got a freaking cannon? It's just like a run as fast as you can and let Levis heave it to him. Like that guy's gonna catch it at a way higher catch rate than what Traylon Burks was doing. But I just think Traylon Burks, his goose is mostly cooked at this point with this organization, unless there is some resurgence that comes out of, out of left field, that is the best case scenario, but I don't think it's super likely. I think, I don't think Traylon Burks is a reliable option that you're going to go into a game with and rely and count on. I just don't think it's 
realistic or smart to do so. So my whole point is Hollywood Brown is a not easy. He's not a high level free agent signing. He is a mid-level to above mid-level free agent signing that I think could be a really good fit long-term. And so that's, I think we are getting off as well, though. I think we are getting off one, probably the most important point of all of this, which is, if you are Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan sitting in a draft room, can you possibly look at a receiving room of DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Traylon Burks, know that you have future draft picks to add a receiver in the second or the fourth, and then look over at your big board with your depth chart and look at your offensive line and say yeah, receiver okay. over left tackle? At well, that point, no, which is another reason why I think if Hollywood Brown is a part of that group, if you add a receiver of that caliber, the Gabe Davises, Tyler Boyds, Darnell Mooney's, Hollywood Browns, and you're looking at those guys with the D-hop and with the Burks, I don't know how you sit there at seven and go, we're going to add another one to that group and I will figure out left tackle. No, it's, and that's not what I'm saying here. I'm, I'm cause we're asking, does it eliminate wide receiver as an option? The first round, like the, the, I no, think it almost I, like for that exact reason though, it does like if you're sitting there at, and I, right. I just said okay, that here, here, I, I would rather I go with Malik neighbors over a left tackle. If Malik neighbors is there, there's not a tackle in the draft that I'd take above him. That's me personally. Right. But if you're sitting there with a, a filled out receiving room and Joe Alt on the board, how do you go back to the receiving? Well, when your biggest need by far is sitting there in a Joe Alt, I you've, you've filled one of those needs or at least gotten competency out of one of those needs in free agency so yeah, the one that I, you can't do that with might be the thing you have to address in the draft. I guess my overall point is let's say the Titans sign both of these ESPN best fits in free agency and they bring in Chidobia Wouzier, right. Uh, to help your cornerback room. And then you bring in Hollywood Marquise Brown uh, at wide receiver, right? I, that doesn't break the bank. The Titans still with those two signings have North of $50 million in cap space because of what the year one sure. cap hit's going to be, right? So you got plenty of room to go add three offensive linemen in free agency and see how that changes your situations in the draft for seventh overall, right? And then you're going to continue to sign linebackers, sign more corners, sign a safety. They got a lot of holes they have to fill in free agency, and they've got $65 million of space to do it. Tomorrow on the show, Jack's going to present us with the top three things he would do if he were Rand Carthon, and we'll get deeper into that. My point overall is that Hollywood Brown as a free agent wide receiver should not take Malik Neighbors off your board at seven. Should not take Roma Dunze off your board at seven if that's who's high on your board. There's still a player because of what they can be long-term with your quarterback. Will you Lewis. could argue that with technically any receiver, though. I mean, if you've got... I, I, it, if it's yeah. T Higgins, having, having two receivers is always great Two go-to guys. And yeah. you just mentioned yourself that Deandre Hopkins has one year left on his deal. He, he may not be back. Probably will go somewhere else after 2024 is the realistic scenario here. And so, you know, if it's T Higgins, yeah, why not, why not go the, with Hopkins, Higgins and neighbors and then go with yeah, Higgins and neighbors next year? Because Higgins, Pittman, Gabe Davis, these bigger name receivers are going to take up a way bigger chunk 
of your salary cap this year to where if you trade for T Higgins after a franchise tag, or you sign Michael Pittman on the open market, which I don't think is, or Gabe Davis on the open market. Now you're cutting deeper into that cap where you're probably not getting three offensive linemen in free agency. You probably get two. And now you need to spend seventh overall must spend seventh overall on Joe Alt uh, or, or, uh, Shanu, whatever it is there. Anyway, we could talk about this for an I'm, hour and a half. Ken's making me laugh here. So, Sam, the flame I'm going to unleash on you if Levis doesn't finish this season if they go receiver at seven. Hey, we just – we got we to gotta see what happens in free agency, Ken. We got to see what happens. Maybe there's a left tackle out there that's solving all the problems. All right, real quick. Uh, Super Chat's coming here on this topic. Andre says, Hollywood is cheaper. Pairing with Hopkins and draft neighbors. Phillips and Burks is role guys. Spend that money on secondary O-line linebacker. Yes, Andre. Me and Andre speaking the same language today. Andre follows up, says, Sam's, you were doing great, LOL. <laughs> I, if you were, I was stud, doing great. Yeah, if you pass on a stud uh, because you signed Boyd, Rashid, or Hollywood, no. you should be fired. Time out. Time out. I would not pass. I would not pass. I've said I want Malik Neighbors. That is my stance, Andre. It's my official stance. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'm manifesting because this is the, around the time of year last year that I was like, hey, keep an eye on this Will Levis guy. Keep an eye on this. So maybe I'm manifesting Malik Neighbors. Um, yeah. I just believe from an NFL front office's perspective that that is how they would view their their situation. If they're looking at their room and saying, here's our receivers, here's our O-line, right? And this is uh, with the understanding that they don't necessarily sign a starting left tackle in free agency, that they would look at both of those rooms and say, we have to go and address the need. Uh, uh, but I, I want Malik neighbors at seven. That's not going to change. All right. So uh, Zachary Smith also just says team YouTube with the super chat, which by the way, YouTube has surpassed Facebook and likes, uh, but neither have hit the triple digit mark. So we need to hit triple YouTube, digits. YouTube likes. does have an inherent an advantage here as far as what because they have the super chat function so youtube's already kind of got a leg up in my eyes sometimes I, I, I no hate to facebook but facebook might have to really step their game up in the like category because youtube's got the super chats going and and you know it's a good spot yeah, to be so, uh, there we go facebook's climbing a little bit all right so the more likes there Okay, so Sam, on to our next topic. Will Levis gets absolutely slandered online in a dumb social media post. But first, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. Yeah, the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Listen, hopefully Will doesn't need to go to the Bone and Joint Institute next season. Uh, because whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust. And you don't want to fumble on your recovery. You won't at the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got a state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin that can assist you in your recovery uh, with everything all under one roof. It's a one-stop shop. Clinic, rehab, surgery, imaging, testing, it's all out there in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute. So uh, a great facility Great location, great doctors, great care. Go schedule your appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. Always win big with our great friends at BetMGM. And use our bonus code ATOZ Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. It's the best way to join BetMGM because uh, the first bet offer that BetMGM has with code ATOZ Sports cannot be beat with other books around the country. Man, I was so close. I took the Vols 
uh, live first half line minus eight and a half as Mizzou came out strong, but dang it. Uh, they allowed Mizzou to have a late backdoor cover and hit a three at the buzzer and another three with 90 seconds left. And they, uh, I lost my minus eight and a half, but it was so dang close right there. And I had a, I had a boost on it that BetMGM gave me too. So they, after you use that code for your first bet offer, they give you boost nearly every day, whether it's parlays or just odds boosts in general uh, to make betting more fun for you and make it easier to win with BetMGM. So download the app, use our code ATOZ Sports for a first bet offer that gets you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. First online room, one of your only rewards. You should not know. Bonus bets, bonus bets, advice, seven days. And for problem games, sport call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Sam, Will Levis gets slandered on social media yesterday. I will uh, let you know, we are a BetMGM show. And we have been. For a long time. Oh, we're Ben MGM show for a reason. You know who wouldn't put out garbage like this? Is Ben MGM. That's right. FanDuel. Way too early 2024 QB rankings. Yeah, you're right. They're way too early. You might want to put those back in the drafts and uh, rethink your rankings because Will Levis, number 32, behind some pretty remarkable names, Austin. Just... Uh, Number 32, I, I double-taked when I first saw this. Yeah, it's um, it's about as gross as it can be. And it's just, this makes me feel like disingenuous content. This is what they call yeah, like mining for reaction. Yes, because there's no name on it. There's no individual human being that has their name on this other than FanDuel's uh, brand, right? But it's so atrocious and disrespectful that I don't even know like how to even start with how dumb this is, that the entire goal of this was to get social media impressions in the middle of February. Like that is, that is what this screams to me, which is just the worst type of disingenuous content. Look, I mean, you I and I, it, it is funny to me to like look around elsewhere on this list, just real quick, throw this back up. Like, yeah, the, they knew what they were doing, throwing Geno Smith ahead of Jared Goff. They knew what they were doing, throwing uh, you know, Jordan Love ahead of Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. They've got Caleb Williams in the top 12. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, there are some. They're definitely pointing some of these things, not to mention the fact that Russell Wilson is a Raider. Uh, Justin Fields <laughs> is a Steeler. <laughs> like we've got, we've got some leaps and logic just in like who these quarterbacks are actually playing for. Look, I, I will say, I actually like that aspect of it. That's fun, right? Because that's sure. projecting some moves. I, you know, I don't disagree with projecting where the first round quarterbacks might fall, but you know, the fact that, I mean, I don't understand. Jared Goff was like one quarter away from going to the damn Super Bowl and Geno Smith who missed the playoffs is ahead of him. And like they're similar styles of quarterback and Jared Goff is just a wildly more successful version of that style of quarterback. And we're putting Geno who almost got cut by the Seahawks because they were just like not satisfied with his performance. Um, 
it, we're putting him at 13. We're putting him ahead of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is better than Geno Smith. Now, one thing I do agree with, I like Deshaun Watson being at 25. I think Daniel Jones at 26. Those are things that make sense. Sure. I think Baker Mayfield's too low at 24. I think he had a much better year than the 24th best quarterback in the league. I think Jordan Love is too high at eight. Matthew Stafford at six is way too high. Um, I got a lot of problems with this, but literally like Aaron Rodgers being pro- Aaron Rodgers being 15th after tearing his Achilles on snap number four of the season is also like a you okay. think he's too high or too low? I mean, I think he's I think he's too high. Rodgers is just difficult because I think he's easily top 10, but you don't have a recent sample size, like a recent data yeah, point to go 40 off. 40 years old coming off of a torn Achilles. Yeah, you don't, which is which is tough. Um, Russell Wilson at 28 feels disrespectful to me too. He had a kind of a monster year. If you actually were to look at his completion percentage and stuff, I didn't watch a ton of Broncos football, so that could all be, you know, stat merchant stuff. But out of all these issues, Austin, I genuinely do not have an issue with this list more so than I do with Will Levis being dead last. I don't understand how you can watch that guy's rookie season and say, worst starting quarterback in football, even factoring in the next rookie class. So, It begs the question, we're not going to get into where Will Levis should be ranked specifically. That's a deep dive that I'd have to reassess the whole ranking. We don't have time for that on this. We don't have time to go go in for that. But we do have time for this. Which quarterback of the 31 ranked ahead of Will Levis on here is the most egregious? Because – He's not last. We can all agree with that. But which one that's ahead of him is like, huh? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Double take? Who do you, is there one that jumps out to you right away? Oh, I mean, there's uh, uh there's one in particular that I I had to like swallow the throw up that came, that came to like right about here. Like I had some, it was, it kind of burned and it lasted in my mouth. I had to go brush my teeth after it, but I had to swallow that throw up that came up my throat when I saw those rankings. So we'll get to all of your answers. These answers are going to be fascinating. Which of these ahead of Will Levis is the most egregious? I'll tell you what's not egregious. The customer service at Krebs Kubota, because they are the best in middle Tennessee when it comes to your equipment provider and your equipment needs krebs is a website they've got three locations across the mid-state columbia franklin and in murfreesboro and whenever you're looking for that piece of equipment big or small could just be a trimmer could be a mower for whatever your yard situation looks like or could be something big maybe you've got some land out there you have to take care of you got some projects you get some fences to fix you got some things to bulldoze you got some hay to bale krebs kubota has got it all right there for you and their expertise that takes them over the next level. They're an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment along with the best warranties in the industry. So check them out once again online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. It's ATOZ Sports when you sign up. That first deposit goes into your account, that first bet gets placed. 
And whatever that wager amount is, it's risk-free because you get that money back in the form of a bonus bet up to 1500 bucks. If you lose, that's why you got to get with the king of sports books and betmgm.com. Uh, Austin, I'll just go straight to the chat here because yes. the people are rightfully fired up by this. We've got uh, Brock Purdy out of Stephen King, which I think is a horrible take. So uh, I don't know, bad take from Stephen to start it. Yeah, Bryce who is Young. most what is most egregious? Right, that's the question we're asking on this list. Who above Will Levis at thirty-two is most egregious? Most egregious. Uh, Darren says it's Bryce Young. Uh, so to. We got another Bryce Young. We got Michael Penix. We got Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, 100%. Michael Penix Jr. with a clown emoji. Caleb Williams, a lot more Bryce Youngs. Uh, Danny Penny's referring to Daniel Jones. Uh, JJ <laughs> McCarthy, Bryce Young, Daniel Jones, Michael Penix. Bucks Burner says every single rookie, every single one of the 2024 class cannot be over Will Levis, which I actually agree with. Like, I mean, I guess if you're trying to project, Maybe you put like Caleb Williams uh, ahead of Will Levis, but you could easily sell me on that point. Patrick says Bryce Young, Jaden Daniels, Daniel Jones, Michael Penix Jr. Who the hell is that? Says James Henderson. Somebody is not a watcher of the college football player. Doesn't watch college football. That's okay. Uh, JJ McCarthy, Daniels, Jones, Penix Jr. It, it's the same names that keep popping up, but Austin, who made you throw up in your mouth? Who is the one? That is the worst of all of these. JJ McCarthy. Like what? It's, that's gross. It's like, are you serious? Like JJ McCarthy is what you're going with. The guy who had like the national title spoon fed to him at Michigan this year. Like he's not, he's not spectacular in any way. Like he's a good runner. He can throw I think he's gonna be a really good NFL quarterback, uh, but not right away is the thing with J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy is so young and uh, very inexperienced in that Michigan offense in terms of like having to throw the ball and be the center point of that offense. I think he's going to get picked in the first round and can be somebody that a team develops and turns into a very good quarterback if they develop him correctly. But to rank him ahead of Will Levis in 2024, understanding that there's a good chance he sits as a rookie is crazy. I think it's ridiculous. Will Levis, look, I'll, I will say this. <clears throat> J.J. McCarthy had more passing yards than Will Levis in his last two college seasons and each of their last two college seasons. It checks out. But you have to look at the situations that they're in. Like JJ McCarthy, the last two years has been in a very cushy spot as the quarterback of the Michigan Wolverines. They've got every dude on defense. They've got a great offensive line. They've got weapons. They have a stud running back or two. And his role is fairly simple. Will Levis's job in 2021 and 2022 at Kentucky, Kentucky won on the shoulders and feet of Will Levis. And they lost on the shoulders and feet of Will Levis. Like the amount of pressure that Will Levis was under at Kentucky is considerably higher than what JJ McCarthy had at Michigan. Like Michigan can win games playing the Big Ten cupcake schedule that, that it did by J.J. McCarthy throwing the ball 15 yeah. times in a game. League and then running for League of Champions, League of Champions. But you know, throwing the ball 15, 20 times a game, they run the ball for 250 yards, they get up 
by three touchdowns in the first half and cruise. Like, there's not that much pressure on McCarthy to really know what he's made out of. I don't like, I'm not hating on JJ McCarthy. I just think what you saw from Will Levis and the, the answer of every rookie is, is true. But like Michael Penix Jr. Uh, is also somebody that's, I think, ridiculous. I, think I like Jay- McCarthy more than Penix, to be honest with you, by, by a good margin. But um, yeah, I think you could go with any rookie. Uh, I'm going to go, you can sell me on the projection of a rookie. Fine. Fine. Like, I, I disagree with you vehemently, but if you're going to sit there and say, I project J.J. McCarthy to be better than Will Levis next year, all right. But we've seen what Bryce Young is, and he's not better than Will Levis. We've seen Bryce Young at the NFL level. We've seen how he translates. And Will Levis is a much better quarterback. Point blank, period. I was not high on Bryce Young coming out of the draft. We'll remind everybody of that fact that I said Bryce Young was not one of my guys coming out of, uh, uh, you know, Alabama. And it didn't work in Carolina last year. I don't know how you can watch what Bryce Young did, especially against the Titans, uh, and then say that Will Levis is a worse quarterback for 2024 than Bryce Young. It just makes no, no sense. That logic does not translate whatsoever to me. So uh, that's the one that I think is the worst possible. Like the rookies are bad. I disagree with the rookies. Of of course. I also disagree with, you know, a lot of guys on this list being ahead of Will Levis, but if there's one that I know for sure is worse than him, it's Bryce Young. Fair enough. I think another one that you can question, and this isn't like him being ahead of Will Levis because he, where he was drafted, but Anthony Richardson being at 22 and Levis being at 32 is also a gap. Well, that was another thing that I looked into was just like the gap between some of those guys. Even we talked about Geno Smith, Geno Smith being at 13 and Will Levis being at 32 is a crazy 20 spot gap for quarterbacks that are probably even right now, very similar. (laughs) Like I actually think they're, they're pretty equal right now. And Will Levis has the ability to improve. Um, Yeah. For sure. So crazy. So, all right. But well, I think that's enough time on that. Um, it's a dumb social media post. Uh, congratulations to FanDuel for getting the attention. It worked. They wanted. Yeah. It worked. So I don't hate the player, hate the game, or you know, a little bit of hate on the player uh in FanDuel for just but being I, that egregious. You hate the game too sometimes. Uh, we I mean we play the game, we understand the game, but we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. We should start doing that. We should just start coming out with A to Z sports graphics that are just crazy (laughs) and put them out just to piss people off. Like, like uh, sports top five Titans of the last 10 years. And then just don't have Derrick Henry on the list. And then like, let social media ignite of like uh, April fool's day is coming up. Maybe we can cook something up there. All right. It is now time. However, Sam, for our trivia segment, we're already an hour and four and a half minutes into the show. So it means long show today here on this Wednesday, but let's get the sports trivia. A shout out Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friend Payne Bone and his crew in Lebanon or check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Sam, are you ready? Ready. Here we go. All right. Time for our trivia segment on this Wednesday uh, to wrap up the show. Okay. So we did learn last week that uh, time 
is better to be. Yeah. Are we, are we grinding for time? It's, it's a little tough with time because I, I've, I've listened to the chats uh, feedback. They do enjoy some of the banter in between yeah. questions talking about it. And I like to give the chat opportunities to actually come in with some answers. So how much are we oh, try to sure. speed run it's, this it's, thing? And I think it's more about not getting off topic on a tangent between you and I, because we disagree on the beverages category thing, right? Like it's more about the, that stuff, right? I, I think let's just see how it goes. Um, yeah, I, I picked the first. Even says, says more banter, more banter. I know, I know. Well, I, I picked the first category. Orlando was in for the second category. Uh, so I will start us off with the aforementioned beverages section. Beverages popular in the 1960s. This orange drink mix gained notoriety again in the 1990s for its Ooh. advertisements featuring primates. Ooh, I have was good no stuff, man. damn clue. no clue. Oh no man, clue. oh the best, the best. When you orange walk inside, drink mix. Yes, when you walk inside from playing out with your buddies in the in the backyard. And mom made a fresh pitcher of Tang. Hell yeah. It's time for round two because you can chug a glass of Tang and get all type of jacked up on sugar and go right back out there in the yard to play for hours before your sugar crash. Tang. Yeah, a lot of people, Matt had it, Todd had it, uh, Chris had it. Saw some crushes and some Fantas in there. Those are sodas. I've never heard of Tang in my life. Uh, it's basically a pre-workout for kids. <laughs> Just, it's a powder yeah, that I'm, you to, up. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think what the uh, equivalent for my generation would be i guess it would you don't be have more, one you don't have well, one. like like the hawaiian punch like fruit like kool-aid mix and stuff was more, probably the most popular coming in after being outside I mean, thing tang tang was the better kool-aid anyway tang the answer music is the second uh, category here. Shout out yeah, Orlando. I, know. For being yeah, chat. I understand I'm showing my age by saying that I've never heard of Tang, but hey, reality Justin is reality. Justin says crack is today's Tang. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you could even say like Tide Pods would have been your version of Tang. Like no. that's the <laughs> I was old enough by the time Tide Pods okay. were a thing. <laughs> all right, music. Uh, all right, music it is. Here we go. Uh, this female country singer had top 10 hit songs in the 1990s and 2000s, such as The Kiss, Breathe, and The Way You Love Me. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I don't know. Uh, uh, 90s so, and 2000s. Reba, Faith Hill. I think it's Leanne Rhymes. Uh, no, it's Faith Hill. It's Faith Hill. That's a Faith Hill. Is it Faith Hill? That was yeah, a guess. I just, I'm naming 90s female country singers uh let's see that's what matt says alex says shania scott says not shania faith hill, faith right. hill faith and, hill faith hill and leanne rhymes have similar uh sounds but yeah and you're in all caps by the way i don't know if that matters sorry right. it don't matter uh it's not shania faith hill. all all three of those songs great i mean i would ride around in my mom's minivan. We listen to Faith Hill and you come back and you make a picture of Tang and you're off. So clearly the theme today is nineties. Uh, let's just stick with that. So let's go with television next. Oh, is that what we think? Okay. That's my yeah, that guess. Could be. Yes. During five seasons, five and six of Entourage, Jerry Ferreira's character Turtle dates what Sopranos actress playing a fictionalized version of herself. Um, hmm. I've never seen Entourage. Oh, so I, I have. I don't um I don't know because I, I don't I never watched I haven't watched Jamie Sopranos. Lynn Sigler. 
That could be it. Uh, okay, chat doesn't have much of a clue. Do we ride with our guy, Matt? Yeah, Hello Lady says Sigler. I think we go with Sigler. Bang. Okay. Good look, nice Matt. Job. Good job nice out of Matt with uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler there early. Entourage. Always wanted to watch Entourage. Uh, never actually went and uh, committed to it yet. But. I'm guessing that show did not age as well. I will say uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about it. Ari Gold, great character, great character, Ari Gold. All right, uh, let's go with uh, geography. Geography. After Bogota, the second largest city in Colombia is this city with over four million people and is known as the home of Pablo Escobar's drug cartel. Medellin. I believe so. Which was also a, a movie that what's his name in Entourage played. So I'm now I'm on to another theme. Because uh, what, what the hell is the main character? Vince. Vince and Entourage played Pablo Escobar in Medellin. Yeah. Yeah. So now um, I don't know what this. Wait. So what do we think this theme is then? Entourage? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm th no, because what does Faith Faith Hill has nothing to, to do with Entourage. Entourage. Neither does Tang. I don't know. It's. <laughs> I don't know. But we're. Uh, let's go with uh, movies. <laughs> All right, movies. Jennifer Hudson won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her role in this 2006 musical drama, also starring Beyonce, Jamie Foxx, and Eddie Murphy. Okay, I I do know this one. I don't know it. Cast like we'll that. See, we'll see uh, if the chat comes in. Yeah. Uh, Dream Girls from Todd or Todd is on it. Todd and Orlando are superstars right now. Uh, yeah. Dream Girls, the uh, the answer here. The good, very good movie. Dream Girls is, and Jennifer Hudson did win an Oscar for it. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I I got one today. There we go. All right, Major League Baseball. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna get two today. In 2015, Zach Greinke exercised an opt-out clause in his contract with the Dodgers, then signed a six-year, $206.5 million deal with this NL team. Got it. 2015. <laughs> you said that year. Uh, yeah, I struggled with that a little bit. Yeah. We're good. We made it. Uh, I have no idea. I got, I got distracted by the way you said 2015. Um, Diamondbacks are the popular guess here. Yeah, that's right. That is, they should be because that is the correct answer. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks did sign Zach Granke. Uh, played for the Astros, played for the Royals, played for the Brewers, played for the Dodgers, played for the Diamondbacks. Celebrity mashup. Name the two celebrities in this photo. Hmm. I think I have both of them. Yes, I have both of them. These are both hard. These are both hard. I feel like I would, I recognize the, the guy on the outside, but I don't know the name. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> and I have no idea who the girl is in the middle. Uh, the Matt's on the inside. It's Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who it is. Uh, Molly's game. She was in like the, I think she was in the new like Oceans 8 or whatever. She's got red hair. Um, and the outside, I see Clooney. I see Dempsey's not a bad not, guess. I believe, I think it's Kyle Chandler. I don't know who it is. He's in, uh, 
what is it called? The um, Bloodline on Netflix. If you've it's ever definitely seen that show. Uh, no, that's what it's I definitely know. not. It's definitely not um, George Clooney. I think there no, could be. A, it, it's I think it's Kyle Chandler. If you've ever seen Bloodline on Netflix, that's his show. Um, yeah, I don't know I what know. else he's been in. That's what I know him from. All right. Well, I'm going to have to rely on you and some of the chat. Should I just write? That's my guess. But I, I, I would. Yeah, let's let's go me. with it. Let's All go right. with it. Jessica Chastain, Kyle Chandler. Boom. Nice. Boom. All right, NBA. Kyle Chandler, you guys will recognize him. NBA. Patrick Ewing played the final season of his NBA career with what Eastern Conference team in 02? Um, I have a guess. I thought it was just the Knicks. I think he played for Orlando. That might be right. I, the Nets, Orlando's Orlando says the Nets. Matt says Orlando. You said Orlando, but Orlando said the Nets. The only other team I remember him on is Orlando. Rashid says Magic. Danny says Magic. I think you go right. Orlando Magic. NFL. Jacob. Jacob oh. is our our, our Magic uh, fan. He says I'm a Magic fan. So now we've oh, got an go. Orlando Magic fan in the chat that we can use later on. A recent Hall of Fame on inductee, this Browns left tackle made the Pro Bowl in 10 of his 11 seasons. Uh, this is a gimme. It is a gimme. Let's look at the chat. Yep, well, Joe Thomas. Well, I'm going to type it in while the chat also types it in. But uh, We're in there. there Joe Thomas. Shoot. We're in there as the train comes by my apartment uh, here to signal that it's time for the end of the show. So our yeah. score is an 18. So is that I our guess best one? I believe so. I guess the lower what? the score, the better. So oh, what, I, I know uh, what it is. No, it's, 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 uh, actually the, here's my guess. It's minutes. nine correct plus nine minutes. Yeah, it could be. What, what exactly was the, uh, like theme here? Was there a theme between Joe Thomas, the magic, no. the diamond bat? I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. It was just, okay. All right. There you go. Anyway, well, hey, we succeeded. So once again, shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com for all of our merch. So get that checked out today, shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com. All of our great comfy merch. Uh, we're starting the game plans here, Sam, for uh, our next version, our next generation of merch for A-to-Z Sports. I'm pumped. We're going to have that ready for the nice. football season. Yep, so we need to we need to get rid of all of our current stuff before we can fully go all in on that. So shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com. Yep, get the stuff. All right, we got a lot of great content coming throughout the day. We'll be live tomorrow uh, with Jack giving his three things he would do if he were Rand Carthon, Titans GM. And then Sam will be back on Friday morning, another Titans 2 coming up later this week. Buck Rising live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. Hit that like button on your way out. We need more likes on the show. It helps us out, helps you guys out. It goes a long way. So we'll catch you guys later on on a Thursday morning. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Appreciate it as always.